What better way to start my official blog than to make predictions about the Oscar race here in 2010? Here we go. It's a highly unusual year and there are five films worthy of Oscar contention, any one of which I would be satisfied to see win. However, ten films are nominated, leaving the whole process a little bit like a Little League Baseball Team Awards Festival where everybody who played gets a trophy. Now, although I have no room to complain against such trophies because I received one for my horrible performance in a middle school football team, thank you Mr. Rizal very much for that trophy, the Oscars are not about feel-good awards. For that reason, I will comment on and review the five films which deserve Best Picture nominees, and I will ignore the other five. Up in the Air Up in the Air is a charming, funny, and tight film. It will win Best Adapted Screenplay, and in any other year it might be a solid competitor for Best Picture. George Clooney is as good as he's ever been, but the highlights of the film include performances by the two leading ladies, especially the marvelous Anna Kendrick. Despite the film's excellent performances in screenplay, it doesn't stick with you very long and is bound to be forgotten in a mass of nominees. Precious. Precious is the most emotionally draining movie of the year, dominated by two powerhouse performances by Monique, who will win Best Supporting Actress, and Gabourey Sidibe, who, if there were any justice, would win Best Actress over Sandra Bullock. Oh, if only Sandra Bullock and the deserving Meryl Streep would cancel each other out. Gabourey Sidibe is the person who should win. Speaking of Sandra Bullock, I refuse to talk about Fourth Down and Goal or Bang the Drum Slowly or whatever the heck the cliché film is called that she's doing this year. We're ignoring that one. And so that I don't lose all my blog fans right off the bat, let me please make a few comments about Sandra Bullock and why I'm not rooting for her. First of all, Sandra Bullock seems to be a charming person and has a charming personality, which is just wonderful but she's not an actress. I've seen her play the same role about 35 times, one movie after another after another, until this movie where she's getting critical acclaim for playing a cliché. Give her blonde hair and make her a gun-toting Christian and all of a sudden she is a great actress? Well, let me put it this way. Put it this way, if people can create a tea party and get away with protesting paying taxes, then I can create a, I don't think Sandra Bullock is very good party, and protest Sandra Bullock winning the Oscar. Please. Precious is disturbing, challenging, and off-putting, but it's also clunky and sometimes sloppy. Nevertheless, the performances alone make it one of the year's top five. My personal favorite film, not for Best Picture, but favorite overall, this year, is Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. Christoph Waltz should walk away with the Best Supporting Actor award. The film has lived in my mind for months and months after I first saw it. Though I was somewhat troubled by the pace and editing at first viewing, I quickly changed my mind. Who but Tarantino would manage to change World War II in such a bold and dynamic manner? As Waltz's character shouts, Ooh, that's a bingo! The Hurt Locker is my choice for Best Picture for numerous reasons. The extraordinary sense of tension throughout the film makes it one of the most memorable and enduring war movies in years. Director Catherine Bigelow masterfully directs battle scenes, bomb diffusion incidents, and heated exchanges among the soldiers, creating both a realistic atmosphere as well as a tight story. Bigelow's strength as a director is her refusal to preach or give in to cliches. Although we're in the middle of great fear and emotion on the battlefield, the soldiers are never overtaken by sentimentality, and the film emphasizes reality without melodrama. All performances are outstanding, as recognized by Best Actor nod for Jeremy Renner. Supporting cast member Anthony Mackie was overlooked and deserves a nod as well. 
The winner of the 2010 Oscar, however, will be Avatar. Why? Because it's the Academy. During a desperate economic time when Hollywood has been accused of straying further and further from Joe Public, the Academy decided to expand the nominations list to 10 so it could include popular films. Past fan favorites left off the list, think The Dark Knight last year, caused an Oscar controversy, so to bring back the audience they've expanded the nominees, and it naturally follows that they'll give the award to the blockbuster rather than the low-budget film nobody saw. That said, Avatar is deserving. Though an inferior film to Herd Locker, acting performances are inconsistent, the cliché monster rears its ugly head enough to devour the middle of the film, the script could have been improved by hiring a third grader to ghostwrite, Mr. Cameron, please, you're so deserving and so good at everything else, let somebody else write your dialogue. Avatar is nevertheless groundbreaking, technically, visually, spectacular, entertaining, memorable, and magical. I truly felt after Avatar the same way I felt after the original Star Wars. Telling a cinematic story will never be the same. So my prediction for tomorrow night. Ms. Bigelow will get a much-deserved Best Director, while Mr. Cameron takes home the Best Picture Prize. Oh well. Let's hope Sandra Bullock goes home without. My website is davidlamaster.com, and you can also find my work at Brooklyn Publishers, as well as Hewer Publishers, and a number of other places.